They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns Bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper Homie, I grew up in hell A block away from heaven That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven Hey, what's up, people? Welcome back to Powercast I'm the host, Gary A. Swaby And I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. Uh, what's up, listeners? <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, and I'm also here with Mrs. Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? Hello, everyone. Hello, indeed. So, yeah, um, Power Episode 2 of Season 4 just aired. So we're going to be talking about that episode. But before we get into our discussion, I'm going to recap, you know, the main important points from the episode real quick just so we remember everything that happened so um you know at the beginning of the episode we see um tasha she's telling the kids to uh to stay quiet about you know the dad's arrest and everything when they're at school and then a few scenes later um we see we see tommy um well lakeisha comes to tommy's apartment and you know she's she's kind of stressed and you know about the situation with you know Jamie's arrest and everything so Tommy has to kind of reassure her and calm her down so that you know she can um continue to you know launder their money basically with her business and everything um and then a few scenes later we see Proctor speaking with Jamie and at the same time Angela speaking with John and the FBI task force and uh, both conversations lead to the conclusion that Jamie and Angela should not testify. Um, so, you know, in the case of um, Angela, John wants the case to be focused on the murder and Tommy Egan. And he doesn't really want, you know, the relationship to be part of the case. And uh, Proctor basically tells Jamie that they need to wait to figure out what the prosecution's next move is. Uh, And then later on, someone in the prison actually, you know, he harasses Ghost. um, So he aggressively comes on to Ghost and Ghost kind of snaps his wrist a little bit. And then a mystery inmate kind of steps in and tells the heckler to, you know, just go away and stuff. And then um, he kind of stares down Ghost and Ghost stares at him. Um, And then later on, we see... Um, Proctor talking to the press and he's trying to create this narrative that the case is all about race and everything and the task force does not like that Um, they then try to um, put a gag order on Proctor but they're denied by the judge Uh, and then we see uh, Tasha in the car with Tariq as she's um, driving him to school and stuff and she asks him if he's ever heard of Kanan And then a photographer shows up and Tasha gets upset and she gets out the car and she breaks the camera. Uh, And then later on, we find out that the mystery inmate is named Tony and his wife is actually sick. 
um, she she visits him in, in the prison and everything, and she tells him that she needs a special treatment, but it will cost a lot of money. And he promises her that he'll figure out a way to get the money for her. And then um, while meeting with their business partners, Julio's friend, who is part of you know Tommy's drug organization, um, he gets into a little argument with one of you know the other guys. And, you know, he gets snuffed in the face, basically. And Julio resolves the situation peacefully. Um, and Tommy hears about this later on, and he's not too happy about, you know, the situation. And then uh, the FBI raids Club Truth. And um, during this process, uh, we see Sandoval sneakily stash a weapon in Jamie's office. And then, you know... Um, one of the other FBI people, they search the office and they find the murder weapon. So, you know, that um, further implicates Jamie. And then uh, later on, Tommy visits Lakeisha because, you know, he's a little stressed out. And, you know, I guess he, you know, he needs some stress relief. So he visits her and he says that, you know, he needs her help. He's comfortable enough to open her fridge and everything. And, you know, you know what that leads to. Like, they, you know, they have a little love scene right there. And um, later on, we see Tony talking to his lawyer in prison, the mysterious character. And he's asking for info on James St. Patrick and Tommy Egan. And he asks where they grew up. And he seems surprised when the lawyer tells him that they grew up in Queens. And then later on, we see uh, Tommy assaulting the same guy that punched one of his people earlier on. And, you know, he steals his car and runs him over and everything. Pretty funny scene. Um, and then later on, Proctor tells Jamie about um, the feds finding the gun and about the prosecution switching the focus of the case to bring him down with Tommy. And Proctor kind of suggests to him that it might be time to flip on Tommy. But, you know, Jamie kind of refuses at that point. And then uh, later on, a Fed puts a, tra a tracker on, um, on Tommy's vehicle. But they're unaware that Tommy's actually giving that vehicle to his mom. So he's lending that car to his mom. And then, you know, he's basically getting his own personal escort. Like via one of his people in the drug organization uh, and then um, later on John announces that the death penalty is now part of the case so you know if Jamie is convicted he faces the death penalty and you know there's a few scenes where that kind of sinks in with everyone with Jamie and Tasha and everyone else and uh, there's also a scene where Tasha shows up at Angela's place and confronts her about it and at that point Angela makes it known that you know Greg was actually her ex and stuff and you know I guess Tasha never really knew that before so that was a little shock to her system and um, in the final scene Jamie calls Tommy from prison and he tells him about you know the death penalty and everything and he asks Tommy for help with taking care of the family. So, yeah, pretty intense episode of Power right there. Uh, a lot kind of happened. And I feel like it set up a lot of different, um, you know, plot points that we'll see in future episodes. 
So I'm here to ask you, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr., what were your thoughts on that episode of Power right there? And what's the first thing you kind of think after seeing that? Well, I think uh, if I go back to the previous episode, I know we had said that uh, one thing you like about this season is it is unpredictable. Uh, I figured that Ghost was at his lowest point the last episode, but obviously with what transpired for, for tonight's episode, that that's not the case because it, it is getting worse. Um, the death penalty thing was by far very uh, shocking. Uh, I, I felt like they, they, there's not really, it doesn't really, in my opinion, seem like there's enough ev- evidence quite yet to come to that conclusion. So I'm not expecting something like that to stick, but uh, just the fact that they are trying to take that route is, is interesting. And obviously, you know, we did see a couple of characters struggling with that. I think if um, that actually is something that they do go through with, uh, pretty sure that Angela will be in a real bad position. She'll, she'll feel even worse than she feels now. And then, of course, the family and, of course, Tommy, they'll all be affected as well uh, in far worse situations. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I did want to also add that uh, the situation with Tommy. Now, let's get to the whole thing with, uh, you know, Tommy's new boo. Uh, I, I believe that <laughs> last episode, you know, I had said, oh, yeah, of course, everyone knew that this was coming. Uh, because it just, it you know, this show has to have some type of, you know, the show is on stars. They got to have some type of some some sex or whatever on the show also. So, yes, we got that. Um, not really surprised, but I, I, I do think that, uh, again, as I said on the last episode, you know, I don't feel that Tommy has really dealt with the situation with Holly yet. He's probably still, at, at some point, he, that's going to come to a head. He's going to have to face that. But uh, as of right now, uh what he got going on with uh, Akeisha Akeisha is, is, is great now But on the flip side of that You know he's having some a lot of issues Trying to control his uh, organization You saw more attention in this episode With everybody that's in his crew And you know the way that Tommy handles the situation Like talk about how he hit Old boy with his car And messed up his legs everything I mean That type of behavior is is very dangerous, you know, because if you do that to the wrong person, uh, I'm pretty sure they would they would kill you. They wouldn't even think twice about it. So he definitely needs to check some of that. I mean, I enjoy seeing it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that oh that that was such a horrible thing. No, I laughed the whole time I watched that that all that go down. But no, no doubt about it, Tommy. He he got he got to relax. He can't be too reckless with his actions because there are going to be consequences for those actions. But um, overall. A great episode. Yes, as you said, very tense, very emotional. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, indeed. And, um, you know, let's, let's just hope that, um, you know, Tommy's new girlfriend, which is Lakeisha, let's hope she doesn't end up like Holly because, you know, she's actually a cool character. So I, I don't want that to see that happen to her. And we know Tommy's reckless. So, you know, hopefully this doesn't go south. Um, but Dana, what are your initial thoughts after seeing that episode? Everything is going to go south. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That scene, the car scene, was downright funny, and I feel guilty for laughing, but that was hilarious. Um, basically, I see this as being the breaking point for Tommy. Tommy seems to be struggling with his kind of like his new position, and he doesn't exactly 
for right now doesn't seem to be like one of the a person who can take focus and to do his duties in a more of not necessarily not necessarily a professional manner, but in a in a more less emotional manner. He is someone who is completely unhinged, and I think that we're gonna slowly see the downfall of Tommy. And Tommy is going to end up creating a lot of enemies. And as a result, Jamie, depending on how the situation goes, might end up going head to head with Tommy. I feel that right now that that Jamie has a lot of to deal with on his own, dealing with the prison, dealing now with this death penalty. And I don't know whether or not this is going to be the breaking point for him. Right now, it just seems that everything is just slowly falling apart. And there you're gonna end up seeing more characters come into their own. And as I said previously, you're gonna see people's true nature. Tommy right now, I feel is going to be the main focus and he's going to also be that unpredicting factor where you just don't know what could happen and what he's going to do. You don't know whether or not he's going to get too power hungry where he's in the position at now because you do see him struggling and you don't know whether or not he's going to end up crossing Tommy. As you said previously, I don't think the death, the death penalty charge is going to stick. I think that they, they're trying too hard with this case and they should start with something simple and then build and slowly build. But to start off right now with the death penalty, I, I don't, I don't see it working out unless there is some big shining moment where there's there's no turning back and the, all the evidence is there. But at this moment, I don't think that that's going to happen. I kind of wish that they didn't announce a death penalty. What is the second episode in? I kind of feel that they could have drawn that out a little bit. Um, also, the blackmail in prison is going to be kind of interesting, but I don't really view that as much of a threat. I think Jamie can handle himself in prison perfectly fine it's just everything that's going to happen after and outside of the prison world but right now i don't i don't see any threat towards him i think he just has to deal with a lot of things and a lot of emotions and at the same time as a heavy load to have the death penalty whether or not he ends up being convicted is another story but he's going to have to face a lot of things that he's did Maybe he might turn and it might be a redemption thing for him. Maybe he'll end up getting revenge. I don't know. I I, I honestly can't predict with certainty what I think is going to happen. And I think that that's what makes the show so strong. Yeah, I mean, last... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to make a quick comment. You go first. I was going to say uh, to Dana, because um, last week you mentioned that Ghost is going to die this season, so it, will it be by the death penalty, perhaps? No, 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 no. That's just too corny. Someone's going to kill him. <laughs> no, no, no. And also, Angela has to die. I'm sorry. Uh, she has to go. She's not going to last. <laughs> Bye, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, l- let me just say this right now. I have to say this. I, I believe a lot, there are a lot of fans out there that probably feel the same. Oh boy, I cannot wait until they catch Sandoval because this character, you know, the desperation of planting the gun just to try and get Ghost in further trouble. And to me, it's like, it's, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's, it's all ridiculous. But I cannot wait for that character to get what's coming to him 
because he's, he's wrecking lives left and right. And, you know, I do not want to see Go suffer for these issues. But, uh, you know, we have to see how things play out. But, uh, yeah, they need, to, they need to get this guy. No, it's, it's season four. He needs to suffer right now. He needs that point where he's going to suffer. And that guy, I think he's very disposable at the point. Once you just saw him planting the gun, you just knew he's not going to last long. There's going to be a lot of people who's going to be back by the end of the season. And he's going to be one of them. And hopefully he get ran over like Tommy did with the other guy. (laughs) Yeah, so um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Rich, as well is um you know there's been a lot of focus on this you know mystery inmate character and um during that scene where you know he's meeting with his lawyer and he's kind of getting more information on um james and tommy you know he seems real surprised when um the lawyer mentions that they're from queens and he specifically asks you know where they grew up so like do you feel like this guy might have some sort of history or some sort of relation to, you know, um, Tommy and, you know, perhaps Jamie as well, somehow? Yeah, if I had to make a, a guess as to who this character is, just based off of the fact that he had the reaction he had and he asked about them growing up, perhaps this guy could possibly be Tommy's father. Um, I, I mean, I don't really recall them ever talking about his father in any of the other seasons. Uh, we know he did have a father, obviously, uh, but we just know of his mother. We saw the mother in this episode who at the end, you know, I did see that they did plant that device on Tommy's car to try to catch him, but she took the car. So I'll be interested to see what happens with that. Uh, but this character, yeah, because of the reaction, he asked, what, you know, about the fact of where they grew up at. Yeah, he's definitely related to them in some capacity. Obviously, I would have to say Tommy. You know, yeah, it's probably Tommy's father. Um, but oh no, but we'll. I, I, I'm assuming that we'll find out more about that in due time. Go, go, go ahead, Dana. I just want to say that's genius, corny, and shocking all at once. I would love that if he's related to him, because my theory was going to be he's like an informant that he knew him from like his childhood. And he also happened to be in a jail. And the FBI came to him or something and was like, can you flip him? You know, that old nostalgia type. I knew you when we were friends, but I never even thought of the father thing. That's great and corny. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> Wait, explain why you think it's corny. It's kind of predictable. Not predictable in the sense of it's just... I don't know. I'm not someone who's like really good with liking, I'm your mysterious father. To me, it just seems really convenient. And so I I really don't hope that it's him. But at the same time, it's like, it's so convenient that nobody would have thought of it. So it kind of works. So I like, I want it. At the same time, I don't want it. So it's just this inner battle and struggle. So I'm like, it's 90% wanting it. And then 10%, I want it to be an informant that you know from his childhood because we all have that person that we knew in our childhood and it's like you know you hang out hey how you doing hey buddy and you kind of catch up and the guy could like be an informant yeah Yeah. so uh absolutely uh one quick thing that i that i do that i do want to say though uh you know I, i believe uh you both mentioned that this it feels as though this season uh, it does focus heavily on Tommy because he has this new role and he's trying to control 
the the new you know the fact that he is in charge now uh i i think that if this guy is the father well that will dive deeper into how he operates as a character because then you maybe you'll because i mean the thing about it we know that tommy's mother is crazy but you definitely have to ask the question where does he get his violent behavior tendencies from and i don't really feel that that has really been exploited yet the way that it needs to in full but uh, I think that if this guy is the father, that, that may explain some stuff. You know, maybe there will be something that, that comes full circle with that. Um, but again, this is just a theory. You know, we don't know for sure yet. But the, I, I would say, you know, because he asked where they grew up at, there's definitely some ties to, to Tommy there. Uh, and I would say it has to be a relative. I mean, it could be a friend. But I, I think this guy is old enough where he could be Tommy's father. Uh, but that's just my my guess yeah and another thing like when he's talking to his wife in the prison like um i noticed like they they made it a point for her to say um like she said i'm sorry i I didn't give you any children and you know that obviously would make it seem like you know maybe he was unfaithful and he might have had you know a bastard somewhere you know you never know so very good point Yes, a more likely. Yeah, because you know, yeah, the wife does have cancer and is you know slowly dying. So, uh, well, that would be a heartbreaker if that's the case. But yeah, you make a very good point because he he didn't he didn't want to talk about that. He didn't want to talk about it the minute she mentioned it. So that's interesting. Long lost half brother. Half brother, <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Uh, I so definitely feel like you know if it's not. Tony's father, then I think maybe he knows Tony's father or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's father. That's possible. Yeah. That's very much possible. Yeah, so, um, uh, what do I want to get into next? So let me see. So, so much happened this episode. Um, yeah, so Tariq, we see Tariq, you know, he's, uh, there was actually a scene which I didn't mention in the recap, but, um, you know, he's, there's a scene where he's at the school and, you know, the kids are kind of pestering him and, you know, they're saying, Oh, did that gun that you, that you brought to school that time, did that come from your father? And, you know, he actually says, yes, it did. You know, so like we're seeing a big change in Tariq's character and, you know, um, when, uh, when Tasha brings up the name Kanan to him, he actually, you know, um, asked the real Kanan, like, you know, if he knows Kanan and, you know, like, um, that then leads later on to Kanan, um, you know, having a little scuffle with Dre because he thinks that Dre was the one that, you know, told him the name Kanan and stuff. So, uh, we're seeing a big change in Tariq and he seems to be very cold towards his family in this, um, you know, in this season so far. Uh, what do you feel like is in the pipeline for Tariq? Uh, go ahead, um, Rich. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead, Dana. I, I just yeah. want to say a little beat down, real quick. That's what's in. That's what's what he needs. <laughs> a royal beat down, old fashioned with the switch. I agree a hundred percent with that. That's what I was gonna say. He need well, but but no, we, we need to we need to get very explicit. He need his ass whooped. Yes, it, it it has to happen. But you see, it won't happen because uh, you know, 
unless Tasha decides to put her put her hands on him. You know, ghosts ghosts can't can't do nothing now. Um, but yeah, he needs some some discipline. Uh, and I will say that yeah, the, the character is 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 transforming into another type of character. But this is a character that now, when they, you know, when you act this way towards your family, very disrespectful, you, you definitely want to see this character pay for that in some regards. Now, there needs to be some punishment, some time out or something. You know, I don't know the people who don't beat their kids. You know, I don't, I don't know what that's all about. But there, there needs to be some discipline in this particular situation. Um, I will say that I am glad that they did show the bullying uh, portrayal the stuff that does go on because I do know that there are a lot of kids out there uh, they have it pretty hard these days I know when I was growing up I had it hard as well with the kids I had to deal with so I can only imagine how bad it is for them uh, nowadays with everything that's going on in the world and then everything else but uh, yeah um, but even still though outside of that you know Still, the respect and everything else, he doesn't have that. He's losing that, and, and that's going to be an issue. And I do think moving forward, it may only get worse, you know, because he's not really talking and communicating with his father. Uh, you know, so many questions that he, uh, things that he thinks that he knows, he's listening to Canaan, thinks that he can trust these people, knowing that what they're doing is wrong. Uh, and I just feel like sooner or later, there's going to be some consequences for that type of stuff. But Yes, it's, it's not good. Not good to see that character uh, take a fall. But uh, listen, I do think that uh, some of this stuff was going to happen, as this is the uh, master plan that Kanan had all, all along was to mess with the son. So we'll see how far this plan goes. Yeah, for sure. And um, another thing I wanted to, you know, highlight was, you know, when uh, Proctor um, spoke to Jamie. And, you know, he told him that, you know, okay, look, shit is getting real right now. They're trying to, you know, throw Tommy into the case and make it, you know, um, like a full on drug case along with the murder of the, you know, the FBI officer and everything. Um, so he actually, you know, suggested that it might be time to start flipping on Tommy, you know. So like, do you feel like that that is something that may possibly happen in the future? And if not, could it instead, you know, because um, we know Tommy is very paranoid, so he might even think that Jamie is going to flip on him and that might make him paranoid and might make him turn on Jamie a little bit. So do you think, feel like this is something that's going to, you know, um, going to come into play a little bit later this season? Go ahead, Dana. Yay. Okay. Can I just jump back really quickly to go with the sun? I want to say that the portrayal yeah, that they're doing with the son is very, um, what's that word? It's, it's very real. He's acting out. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, you want to beat his behind, but you also have to realize what he's facing. Here he realizes that his father is what he is and that he's in jail. And that itself is a heavy burden to bear, especially being an African-American male in America today. You know, his father did a lot and kind of protected him and shielded him from a lot of different things. But to find out that basically you are part of a stereotype, you're a black boy whose father is in prison and it's related to drug usage and now possible murder. We don't know of how the case is going to go. So his acting out is terrible. You want to beat him. But I think that it's very important and very vital to the show to show that because if you look at Ghost, 
Ghost always had, you know, that businessman mentality. He dressed real, you know, finesse and clean and dapper. He had the club and he gave that portrayal of being, I'm not a stereotype. And to find out that your father actually is one and you're going to a private school and that itself, what other people are gonna think of you. So I just wanted to say that is very realistic. Also, he does need to have his behind beat. So very, 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 very good points all throughout. Yeah. Yeah, that was very deep. I like that. Oh, and, and, and what was the pre? I'm sorry, I got so lost in the, in the thing. I wanted to say, what was the previous question? Yeah, so you know about Jamie flipping on Tommy and whether that may come into play later on because you know that was oh, an option. I don't think you should dismiss anything in this season, especially now them setting things up so early that it's going to have a lot of consequences later on in the season. So, absolutely, this is he's going to have some form of a payback. He might actually flip, and like I I said previously. You never know who may who may flip. Tasha may flip. You don't know, or or anyone. But I do see that this is going to be a very big consequence, and maybe he'll be one, the one who dies as well. Again, someone's dying. <laughs> I'm like I'm killing off fifty percent of the cast. Wow. Tariq is gone too. Well, he's feeling the feels. And I know it's wrong, and he's feeling the feels, and he's in his emotion, but he's not turning the right way, and he's going to end up in the same footsteps as his father, but he's going to end up in the more of, of, of being used and being more like the corner boy instead of the head kingpin type thing. So he may die too. Remember, I'm the one who kind of wants, if you Ghost does get out, if you really want a big showdown, I want Ghost to watch his son be murdered. But I feel uh, sense character, who I can't think of at the moment. Caleb, yeah. Um, I just want to say, I just want to say, Dana, that um, I really, really want you to become like a show producer or something because I would watch your show because like people would be getting murked like every week. So like, I really, <laughs> I would love to watch that. This first episode, everyone dies. Exactly, Game of Thrones. That's what it would be. But um, yeah, Rich, what's your thoughts on uh, Jamie flipping on everyone? So here's the thing. I, I do agree with a lot of what Dana has already said. But the only thing that will make me say that it, it is still unpredictable is because at the end of the episode, you know, Jamie has that discussion with Tommy and basically the brotherhood of telling him to watch over the family. You know, when he does tell him the bad news. And, you know, I, I feel like there, there is something that is important to that, because if Jamie wanted to turn on Tommy, he would have said, OK, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you whatever information you need to, to just to try to make sure I take him down. I feel like he would he would have already done that. Now, once he gets out eventually, because we are going to assume eventually he will be out because there's no way he's going to be in there all season long. Um, once he gets out, if there is, then other things that happen, then. I feel like, yeah, you can definitely be like, okay, somebody is going to turn on somebody. But the fact that Tommy is still willing to help him and the fact that he still hasn't said anything about Tommy, he's done everything he has done has been to protect Tommy to make sure that he doesn't get in any trouble. I think that because of this, um, it's, it's less likely that they will turn on each other for now. So if it comes later, um, 
it, it is going to be it is going to be a little bit later, and, and it, it will be a major blow to everything because at that point you're going to, you know, it, I feel like it would be very heartbreaking to see that because you know these guys are brothers. You know, they had a lot of tension last season. They had a lot of issues last season. Um, but I feel like if it ever does come to that point where one does turn on the other, that will that that that's going to be uh, pretty hard for people to see, especially if they are a fan of both of the characters. But uh, eventually it can happen, but we have to see. But for now, I feel like with all the stuff going on, the fact that Jamie is now pretty much fighting for his life and that he still is not trying to take Tommy down, I think that says something about how strong the bond is. But after he goes to this period, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I personally, I don't see Jamie flipping on Tommy, you know, and ratting him out or anything. Um, and if it does appear like he is going to, I think it will just be to throw people off. So I don't actually see him going through with that. But I do feel like the paranoia of that situation occurring is going to drive Tommy insane later on down the line. And, you know, that might come into play and that might, you know, make their friendship very tense again, as it was in the previous season. So... Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely something that may come into play. But um, another, you know... Can um, I just say really quickly that if you're facing the death penalty, you want to save yourself. At the end of the day, he may go into that survival mode so he could flip. That's possible. Yeah, but, but at the same time, you know, Jamie knows that he didn't murder, you know, Greg. So, like... He, he'll probably try and figure out, you know, he'll he'll exhaust every other option that he can because he knows that he's innocent for that crime um, before he considers doing that. So um, it will be a while before he considers that, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to the actual murder. So, you know, they uh, obviously they find the gun and Sandoval is the one who planted the gun. Now we know that you know, the, the murder weapon was used by Sandoval and he planted it. But do you feel like this is going to be the thing that may throw out the, the case completely and, um, you know, allow Jamie to be, you know, a, a free man and walk away from the case and everything? Um, do you feel like this is going to be like, you know, the, the major thing in this case that makes it fall apart? Whoever wants to answer first. Rich. Yeah, so uh, I, I I do think that um, I I mean I guess it all depends on where how they are trying to pinpoint all of this stuff. The one thing that I thought was interesting is that you know they did ask they did they, they did mention about you know they wanted to see the tapes to try to see what everything everything that took place prior to um. You know, up to that very moment when they came into the office and did what they had to do to, to, to look around. So I feel like, you know, maybe eventually that, you know, some of that stuff will be revealed down the road. I do think the weapon is going to play a huge part in whether or not he actually is killed through the death penalty. But I also feel like, again, you know, the, the foot, the footage, the footage is, is, is vital to the, to everything. Because they didn't really go into any details in, in this particular episode about uh, any footage that they had. So my guess is that they may talk about that or they may explore that option later. Um, 
but yeah, the, the weapon is is important. Uh, you know, if he had, now if they have his fingerprints on the weapon, then yeah, that that's not a good look for Jamie, and that could be it for him. But I still feel like they have to really do their jobs and make sure that all of this stuff is 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 there. You know, I, I don't really think they've had. This is why I was angry when they initially arrested him with the last, you know, last season because you you have proof that he was in the apartment, sure. But, you, but there, there is nothing else that they could have said at that point to say, oh, yeah, he definitely killed this guy. So I kind of feel like, you know, it's kind of, you know, overstepping boundaries to just straight up arrest somebody without any evidence except for the fact that he was in the apartment. So the gun is going to be vital for a lot of things. So we'll have to see how all of that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any thoughts on that, Daniel? Yeah, the gun, Um, yes, surface level, it seems like it's very important to the case, but I've seen enough Law & Order episodes to know it wasn't planted correctly, and all kinds of DNA and different genetics could be all on that gun. So, I'm not really considering that a major factor right now, and I think that, like I said previously, they're just throwing anything at this case and hoping that it'll stick. So, for the moment... It seems to be the only thing that they have to go on. So they're going to play it up and pretend like, you know, it's a really big, important thing. But I don't I don't really see it being something that's going to be a determining factor. Right. Yeah, like, because my thing is, Proctor seems like a very capable lawyer. Like, I feel like, you know, he's uh, he's very talented. He's got, you know, some of his methods on, you know, I mean, he doesn't always play by the rules with certain things. Because I mean, in this episode, there's a scene where he has like an informer who's um. Because there's a scene where John is talking to the grand jury and he's trying to persuade them to, you know, um, to say that Jamie's guilty, basically. And he, there's somebody who's actually listening into that, and he actually texts Prompter, uh, Proctor, sorry. And so yeah, um, he has a lot of, you know methods that are unorthodox and i feel like he's he's very talented at what he does and if he believes jamie that it was not his gun and i'm sure jamie knows that it's not his gun at this point i feel like he'll you know go to he'll exhaust every effort he can to prove that that's not the gun so i'm hoping that you know somewhere down the line he'll you know help clear the gun basically and, and um, prove that it was not to- uh, Jamie's gun and that it was planted by somebody and then that would kind of uh, put a lot of pressure on the case at that point it, it'll be clear because it just nothing is that damaging right now and everything is just like I said it's not thought out through so no he'll be fine and I don't even think he has to exhaust that much yeah it's a pretty like shallow case when you really think about it like they don't have a lot on him besides his fingerprints being on you know the window and everything and that is kind of suspect you know like you know the 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 person who dies like this guy's fingerprints just happens to be on his window and this was the guy who was his girlfriend's ex and stuff like okay yeah that looks shady but you know in terms of the actual murder itself the actual act of the murder like it's very shallow the evidence they actually have on Jamie um so yeah uh like you said Rich uh, Angela she's you know she's very stubborn very emotional 
with this with this whole arrest on Jamie um and it's uh it's very it's very upsetting to watch it to be honest with you like you're just thinking what the hell's going on like you know but Dana you had something to say I just wanted to say really quickly that this case is kind of reminding me of New Jack City when they kept trying to pin everything on Nino Brown in the beginning and all their cases were, were weak it kind of seems very similar to that so I, I don't really seeing this be this being very um, successful they need something much larger they need a flip they need actual footage they need maybe him killing someone in, 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 in the courtroom this is not I don't see it sticking I, I like to make a yeah. quick comment uh, based on what you just said, Dana. Uh, it, listen, I, I'm, I'm all fine with the uh, New Jack City reference, but I, I just hope that we do not get a scene later this scene late, later this season where Tommy and Ghost are outside looking at the skyline of New York, and then Tommy said, "Am, am I my brother's keeper?" <laughs> Wait, what if he does? Yes. The voice. He has this like start quivering, and then he says, "Yes, I am." <laughs> I hope we don't see that. I no. see that. That's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can die. Everyone dies. Oh no! It, 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 yeah, no. It, it, we, we go. Well, 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 don't worry. We won't see that. Tommy is too reckless of a character. <laughs> He's, he, he but I can still see him doing. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> that could happen, but I, I hope. I hope it does not happen. <laughs> Sorry. Now that's all I see. So, um, that scene being acted out. So is, is Tommy gonna uh, gonna tell Jamie to cancel that bitch? <laughs> I mean, he already he already told him. He told him to do that to to, to Angela. <laughs> and Jamie, like, Jamie yeah, never did it. She's 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 done for. She's getting canceled. Yeah, but I, I will say this. You know, Angela character, like you said, Gary. Yes, it is. It's, it's upsetting to see this, but. You know, it's like I said on the last time we recorded the show. I don't think that that character. There is no redemption for that character after this is over. With if you ever would think that she's going to get back with Jamie, there's no way in hell that that will happen now because can, of this. Yeah, they can do Angela like they did Pookie. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want Angela to die. She's she's nice eye candy. Her and Tasha. No, no, yeah. no, you have no, 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 no. You need more than just looks to survive. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Is, isn't everyone into it, Lala and her itty bitties? Oh, yeah, she's nice. Well, I, 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 will, I will just say this now. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, you know Carmelo Anthony. He was not watching this episode of Power in any episode that has a love scene in there. I'm pretty sure he does not want to see that. He will skip right over that and continue he watching needs to be the show. Watching the games he's playing. Oh well, he, he don't have to worry about that now because you know that was the problem. <laughs> Absolutely, he'll probably, uh, he'll probably be watching Empire reruns right now instead. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so I wanted to talk about the, the drug game a little bit as well because um, there's obviously a bit of tension between, you know, in, in the organization and the people that Tommy is now dealing with. 
Um, obviously, there was that incident where the guy got punched in the face and then Tommy later retaliated. So do you feel like Tommy has, a, you know, a, a full grip on everything, you know, with the drug crew? Or do you feel like it's going to fall apart later on and you feel like that's going to leave, um, you know, perhaps even Jamie vulnerable? Because if everything messes up with the drug trade and they get, you know, um, implicated and everything, then that's going to come back to hurt Jamie as well. So do you feel like this is something that that may get blown wide open in this season as well? Go ahead, Dana. Me? Oh, yeah, I, ego. Ego is going to get get in the way of everything. Right now, everything is going to be a little bumpy, but I do see Tommy kind of getting a little, you know, too big in the britches and starting to fill himself and wanting to... we already seen how reckless he can be with just the car. So imagine now Jamie further locked away and, and dealing with that own stuff and him having to take control of everything... Oh, he's going to think that he's all big and bad and, and very, very reckless. And I see that this is going to just be a, a complete mess because right now you, there's too much of a struggle that's going on with him. And I don't think that he can manage everyone and every everybody's affairs at the same time as dealing with the, the basically the crime scene or the drug scene. So, yeah, this, but this is going to be fun, though, because here's the thing. He has a little bit of that bipolarness and he's a little unpredictable. So I see this going anyway. And I see this also being really fun. If we get more of that car scene like we did before with other people. Oh yeah. Fun. Yeah. And don't forget. He's also, uh, he's also dealing with Dre as well. Cause you know, Dre's, uh, he's actually dealing inside the club and everything. So that's another part of it right there. But, um, Richard, Dre dies too. Him. Wait, say that again. Dre dies too. <laughs> Everyone dies oh. in Dana's way. No, they, 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 they listen. They, they can't be killing off everybody because you know they, they do need people to watch the show. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, they, but they're gonna have to actually have a season five at some point. So you know they can't kill everyone. Oh yeah. Well, well I Dre kind of stepping up and being more of the, the guy in control though. Who? Dre. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think him, yeah, he's I mean, gonna Dre... have more of that professional type knows what to do and can handle because he already did the whole distribution for the product with mm-hmm. the whole new avenue situation. And I, I see him basically being the one that keeps the business afloat. And Tommy is probably gonna end up being so distracted, he does his own thing. Yeah, um, if you if you really think about it. Dre is probably like low-key a better face for the the drug game than Tommy is because you know like you said he's able to be professional and run the club and he's also you know able to um, deal with things on the street level and in terms of the drugs and moving the drugs and everything but then he's also you know a double agent because he's also working with Kanan so uh, but that's that's what leaves him vulnerable, though, the whole Kanan thing, because we know Kanan is very aggressive towards Dre, and, you know, that's where he's kind of weak in that situation. Um, Dre because is at any point, Yeah. Except Shades was, you know, like, because 
uh, the fact that Kanan is so easily able to rough up Dre makes me think, you know, he's he's a little weak, you know. But uh, Shades, he was a strong character, you know, no matter who he was around. I don't see him as being weak. Just because you don't fight does not make you weak. Just because you don't, you don't have that aggressive, you don't show that aggression does not make you weak. It makes you smart. I see him lasting maybe everything. Even though I just killed him off, I actually see him taking the smarter approach. And that calmness is the thing that can be the one that saves him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might be right because, you know, um, I'm sure at the back of his mind, he, he might be waiting for the perfect opportunity to screw over Kanan as well. So, yeah, I mean, you might be right there, but I still kind of see him as a bitch. But, you know, Whoa. Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And remember, he's paying him 50K a week. But to some people, well, that's nothing. Yeah, well. Uh, what I, do you think, Rich? About that? Well, first and foremost, I, I I just want to say I would I would love to meet the person that says fifty k a week isn't nothing because you know they need to tell me what line of business they are in so I can switch to that career. <laughs> to some people in the drug business, it's literally nothing. Yes, absolutely, you're right. So uh, to go back to what you're saying, though, um, well, the, the situation with with the whole you know, Tommy's organization, it's up and down. Um, I feel like he does it, you know, it's slowly, it, this is going to spiral out of control. You, you do see seeds being planted with Dre and Julio, you know, it, there's some tension there in that relationship. And, you know, I would be very surprised if uh, that doesn't trickle down into Tommy as well, because, you know, I, I feel like uh, Dre can definitely play both of those sides against each other if he wanted to. Um, I also would agree that that Dre, he's holding down the club while Ghost isn't there. So he is basically knows all the ins and outs. Not only does he know the ins and outs of the drug game, but he's now learning about the ins and outs of the actual club scene as well. So when you guys mentioned earlier about the uh, that somebody can turn, I do think that Dre could eventually turn. And, and when I mean turn, I mean like if there was somebody who ever tried to take the club away from Jamie, well, there you go right there. But right now, the character is is in a very precarious situation because he is between everybody. He seems to be the middleman now, you know, between the conflict between Kanan and Ghost and now, you know, Julio and, and Tommy. Uh, and, you know, he eventually is going to maneuver and find a way around this situation, I feel, to uh, put himself in a better position. But the reason why I say, uh, you know, why I have to agree with Gary about the whole thing about him still being a little scared is because this is a character that, like some of the other characters and then other ones who aren't, it has been, he does have a, a little bit of vulnerability to him because of the fact that Kanan knows he has a daughter. And Kanan has already threatened to try to do something to his daughter on multiple occasions. So I feel because he knows that, unless... He knows where his daughter is at, meaning that Dre, unless Dre knows where his daughter is at and she is safe at all times, maybe she's not in the state, whatever. That is always going to be an issue because Kanan knows how to how to, you know, try to manipulate and control him. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see if he eventually gets his comeuppance and does do something to uh, Kanan. 
But I feel like right now he's not in a position to do anything yet because he's not able, like he told Kanan, stay away from from uh, Tariq. And yet Tariq is still contacting him, so on and so forth. I mean, all of this stuff is, is issues here. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, well, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Dre's character. Because, again, he's in the middle right now of a lot of different things. But... Uh, Hey, I guess I guess anything could happen this season again. It's very unpredictable, so we'll have to see how his story pans out. Yeah, you make a you make a very good point with um, you know the whole Kanan and when he um, yeah he was intimidating Dre by being around his daughter and everything, using his daughter to scare him. Um, I, f- I completely forgot about that. So yeah, that's a good point. He does have that on Dre as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But that, that's pretty much all the questions I had this week. So, you know, if there's anything else you guys wanted to bring up about the episode, then uh, feel free to bring it up. Um, I'm trying to think of everything. Um, I think that... Uh, so far, I think I, I've said everything that I had to say. So... Yeah, it was a very satisfying episode once again. And I'm looking forward to the new episode. And there's a lot of different characters that are at play. And there's a lot of different emotions that's going on. And I kind of love this dynamic. So we'll see what ends up happening. I'm still kind of blown away by Richard's prediction that it could be Ghost's father. So... Who knows Tom's what would actually happen? Yeah, who knows? Oh, and while I'm at it as well, um, I wanted to uh, definitely give a big shout to Tasha because, like, she she's like a strong wife, man. Like, you know, she deserves a shout out because she's a writer. Like, she the amount of stuff she's been through with Jamie and she's still writing for him. Like, she definitely deserves a shout out for being so strong yeah. throughout and you know that scene with Angela where like you know Angela's um basically telling her that Greg was her ex like that's you know another slap in the face to Tasha because she didn't know that and you know that's obviously like a motive for for Ghost to want to harm Greg you know so like and that's something Tasha didn't know so like you know that was a slap in the face for her as well but she just takes it all on the chin and she keeps writing for the family and everything so yeah definitely yeah, shouts to Tasha she's a she's a strong character I don't know if she's strong or weak I'm sorry I view it as, as, as yes she's riding and dying for the guy and she's keeping the family together and she's that strong female dynamic but also I just want her to just be able to walk away I'm sick and tired of kind of seeing women you know sticking by why not? You know that this is wrong. You know everything that's going on, and you know in your heart that you don't agree with it. There should be a, a point where you just walk away and you say that enough is enough. So I, I'm, I give a semi yay to her. I'm not fully yaying her on and her actions. And I know it's hard to, to, you know, keep the family together, especially everything that they've been going through. But I, I don't know whether or not I view that as being strong or being weak. So I have an inner battle with that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she will get some kind of comeuppance uh, over I, Ghost I at some hope point. So. I really hope so, but I, I don't know whether or not, because you see women do this all the time, 
And I don't know if it's more of her being a stereotype or her actually doing this to have something at the end. So I don't know how her payoff will be, if it even will be a payoff. But she needs to have a payoff because I don't want her to see that stand by your man, I'm taking everything for you type of silent person. I, I, I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Richard, any final thoughts or anything you wanted to bring up? Well, yeah, just to, to respond to what Dana just said. Uh, yeah, she she is a, a character that is trying to do all she can to, to keep the family together. But once something happens to someone in the family, I think then, then all cards are off the table. So we, we have to wait and see how the storyline plays out. But uh, I trust you. When, trust me when I tell you this. If something happens to Tariq or Raina or the little baby, and this is related to all the stuff going on with Kanan, I trust you. I tell you right now, there will be some consequences for that, and that may lead to her having to turn. But, you know, we have to see how it plays out. But uh, I will say that that character, I still feel as though that character is also going to go through a transformation as well. You know, for for now, they will portray her one way because of the situation that uh, Ghost is in. But, yeah, again, we just have to see what initially happens uh, in, in the end. But that's um, what I hate the most. You shouldn't have to wait until your child is is dead for you to actually make a change. Yeah. Well. Well. She. She. Um. Yeah. Well. I mean. They, I mean. That we help. We also have to acknowledge that there is no more money. You know. She tried to get access to money. Tried to leave. But all this oh, other God, stuff. Because of the money, I, I cannot. If she stays because of money, if she leaves because of money, that makes it even worse. Well. Well. Hey. No. 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 I mean, like, like there is no money. So if she was trying to go, she's starting fresh with nothing. And, and I, th- th- to me, that would be even even braver than yeah. staying. So yes, I do hope she leaves with literally just the the shoe and a t shirt on her back, and her baby. <laughs> half a wig, the weave hanging out in her pocket. Yes. It's, hey, listen. She said the weave. <laughs> hey, listen. That that's possible, and that that could still happen. I mean, we're we're still very early in the season, so we have to see how it pans out. But um, yeah, it's to be determined. But. uh to get back to what you asked me, Gary, no, I mean, I think we've we've said a lot about this episode. I'm very interested to see with, uh, I have to give the writers props because they've introduced a lot of different elements into the show. A lot of different scenarios, a lot of different stories, a lot of different characters. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything pans out. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's great acting, great performances. Hopefully, Ghost, the next episode, Ghost actually has some good stuff that happens. Is all this negative stuff with Ghost? Is, yeah, it's, just, uh, it, it's very, very dire for him. So, hopefully, things will change. But I do like the fact that they keep you guessing and they keep it unpredictable. So, see how everything goes as we get deeper into the season. I like the Absolutely. To me, it makes more of a dynamic. Because everything can only go so good so much when you're doing something that's so dirty. Yeah. So I like everything going downhill. So no brightness. Yay. (laughs) 
yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a lot more realistic because you know in in shows like this, like crime based shows where like the criminals are like the main characters, it seems like it really drags on to the point it's not believable. Like you know, there, there's no way these guys can continue to do all this stuff that long without you know ending up in prison and stuff. So I do like that you know realistic angle they they kind of put on the show uh, this season and everything. Um, so that that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was episode two of season four of Power, and definitely looking forward to episode three next week. Also, um, so yeah, you guys can catch us again next week. I also wanted to um, let everyone know that we now have an iTunes feed for the Powercast, and that link will be in the description box. And you know, if you're on the website, it will be in that post also. So yeah, um, definitely subscribe. Uh, Rich, was you going to say something? Oh no, just was going to uh, thank everybody for their continued support. To for those that have been leaving comments, as well as those that are listening to the shows. Um, and yeah, because this is airing well, because it's you know the next time we do a show, it's already going to be past that. I hope everyone that is going to be celebrating the Fourth of July has a good Fourth of July. Uh, but yeah, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> oh yeah, happy yeah. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day and and don't do drugs or sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to put out that disclaimer, you know. I mean, the, this this show does kind of, you know, promote that, but yeah, it's it's not good. Definitely don't do it. But yeah, um until next week, we're out. So take care everybody. Happy holidays. And don't drink too much. Peace.